hey, everybody. Welcome to Behind the Tour, the podcast from American Christian Tours that goes behind the scenes of the most iconic sites, historic characters, and true stories in American history to discover how God has been at work since the very beginning. Our desire is to provide insight for today and hope for the future as we look at history from a godly perspective and a biblical worldview. Well, you guys, I'm really excited today. Um, today, we're, we're, we're going behind the tour to Sight and Sound Theaters, uh, located one in Pen- Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and one in Branson, Missouri. And uh, I have to say that this is has absolutely become one of my favorite destinations uh, with groups, with families uh, to go to uh, this past few years. Well, Sight and Sound's entertainment is designed uh, to be universally appealing, uh, regardless of age, life experience, or previous exposure to the Bible. Uh, as a family-owned, uh, family-led company, their desire is to see families and friends come together for a shared experience that leaves them with a lifetime memory. And uh, they take stories from the pages of Scripture and, and bring them to life on stage. Every show is an epic experience. Uh, with a meaningful message, and I'll have to uh, attest to that. I've been to a number of their presentations now, and just uh, just extremely powerful, and I've loved every minute uh, that I've spent. So joining me today on the podcast uh, from Sight and Sound Theater is Katie Miller, and uh, Katie is the communications manager and a third-generation founding family member. Throughout her 30-year tenure, Katie served uh, in various capacities with the company, including human resources, marketing, and business development. And uh, people may have even recognized her name from uh, recent Queen Esther and Jesus Live events. Uh, Katie is the on-camera host for all Sight and Sound uh, TV broadcasts. Well, Katie, welcome. I am so happy that you've joined me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, Katie, so tell our listeners maybe a little bit about yourself uh, to begin with and your relationship with uh, Sight and Sound Theaters. Sure. So my whole life, I don't know a a life without Sight and Sound. Uh, We have been uh, in business and ministry for over, oh, actually this year is our 45th anniversary. So this July we'll be celebrating 45 years. And um, I have been a part of the ministry since I was, before I can remember, I think my first time on stage, I was three or four years old and have been here ever since in many different capacities. Um, And so it's been a joy. It's been a, a great joy to be a part of our brand development team and continuing to develop the new things that the Lord is leading us towards. Um, I am married. My husband also works here and we have three kids and two of our three kids also work here. They are uh, in the kids cast here at Sight and Sound. They play different child's roles in the theater. So uh, we're continuing on the family business. Um, There's about, I think last time we counted, there's about 22 of us that are family members that are employed here right now. Um, And so it's fun. And uh, of our 700 employees, we are still by far the minority, (laughs) Uh, but it's awesome to just have, you know, be walking down the hallway and run into my brother or sister or my mom's here and aunts and uncles and cousins. It's an awesome um, experience for sure. Katie, that is so awesome. Uh, and so really, yeah, there's there's a lot of, uh, I guess, family ties, like you just said. And uh, I think that's pretty cool because that's just, uh, I think, God's providence that he's 
brought you guys to really for such a time as this and this the theater that impacts so many people uh, through uh, what you and your family have done. Well, Katie, driving through uh, peaceful Lancaster County, and maybe I'm not even saying it wrong. I know people out there say Lancaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good job, Lancaster. <laughs> uh, you come upon uh, this this amazing, really cool, beautiful theater sitting up on a hill surrounded by farms and fields. And uh, can you share with our listeners a little bit how the idea uh, for Sight and Sound Theaters first came about and how did it end up in Lancaster County? <laughs> sure. So uh, my grandparents, Glenn and Shirley Eshelman, are the founders of Sight and Sound, and they both grew up um, on farms here in Lancaster. My grandfather was a dairy farmer, and he thought that that's what he was going to do with his whole life. Um, it was a generational farm, and when he was 17 years old and he had just proposed to my grandmother, um, they were planning to be farmers. They were going to move on to the family farm and continue on the business. And um, through a very tragic set of circumstances, um, his father actually uh, needed to sell the family farm. His mother uh, had developed uh, cancer and they needed to pay medical bills and it just was a really unfortunate situation. And so my grandfather found himself newlywed um, at 18 years old. They had just gotten married and without a vocation. And so he began to just use his creativity to make ends meet. He was a painter and a photographer, and he began peddling paintings out of the back of his car. They were traveling and taking scenic photography and um, and selling it, or you know, they had hopes to make a book someday with their scenic photography. And one night, his uh, pastor said to him, hey, Glenn, we want to put something together for an event for the church. Would you mind putting a slide projector? projection show together for us of your photos. And we always laugh because my grandfather is this like larger than life personality. And my grandma is much more soft-spoken and quiet. And she said to my grandfather that night, she said, I'll, we'll do it, but we'll only do it if we make it really fun. Cause those slideshows can be so boring. <laughs> And so they ended up um, putting music to it and they had multiple, my grandfather kind of Jimmy rigged this like multi-projection setup. And Honestly, it we say this like tongue in cheek a little bit, but it truly did set the stage for what Sight and Sound grew into in the future. They found themselves traveling on the road. The demand was so high for this slide show that they had put together. It was the 60s, so it was a really big deal at that point in time. Um, and they found themselves on the road as they were starting a family and eventually got tired of traveling and having young kids. And so they said, you know, what if we would see if people could come to us? And so they rented a auditorium for one summer and sold out every single show for the summer, which uh, was enough seed money that they could put a down payment on a piece of land and build our first theater. And it's been history since then, you know, it was 45 years of growth. It didn't happen overnight, but we built um, a larger facility down the road about um, 20 or so years into 15 years into our existence. And then that theater tragically actually was lost in a fire. We had a massive fire that destroyed the entire facility in 1997 and um, then was thankfully by the grace of God and through a set of miracles that are just um, too many to count, we're able to reopen uh, 18 months later with our current facility in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And then 10 years after that expanded to Branson. And it has been a wild ride ever since it hasn't slowed down. <laughs> Do you, are there any plans in the future for any other locations? We, it was, it's so funny, like the Lord's um, constant guiding faithful hand is a part of our story. And I think will always be, but we had just started kind of like, when I say toying with the idea, it was literally the basic of an idea of going, what if we'd ever have a third location? Where would we want it to be? 
And then 2020 hit and we almost lost everything. It was an incredibly challenging year as it is for everyone in the tourism industry. Like if you're listening to this, you probably can identify with what we went through and honestly are still coming out of, if I'm being really honest, it has been quite a a, a ride for sure. Um, But what we were able to, um, kind of discover throughout last year was that we really believe that in this moment, our third location is a virtual location. And we were able to um, do some of our first ever live broadcasts throughout the pandemic last year. We launched Sight and Sound TV, which is an online streaming platform of our shows. And it really feels like in this moment, the Lord is calling us to grow that virtual third location as that we're kind of calling it, um, it through the, uh, through sight and sound TV and hopefully beyond that. I still hope that someday we have a third brick and mortar location too, but for right now, uh, we are focused on continuing to reach the world through sight and sound TV. Yeah. And that's absolutely wonderful. Uh, for such a time as this, you know, God's yeah. hand of providence has clearly uh, been on uh, Sight and Sound Theater and your family and its mission. So, Katie, tell us a little bit about the mission um, for Sight and Sound Theater. Yeah, I mean, we exist to bring the Bible to life. We like to say we bring the Bible to life through who we are and what we do. Um, it is beyond just a um, just a job for those of us that are working here. We love to come together, bring our gifts, bring our talents, bring whatever God has put inside of us uh, together for this common purpose. Sight and Sound is very unique in that we are both a business and a ministry. We are not a nonprofit. Um, and we are also not only a business with the bottom line being the thing that matters the most. And so it makes for a very unique um, employee employment experience, but then also just uh, employee culture of who we are and why we do what we do every day. Um, and so much desiring, especially in the season, I think all of us last year, as challenging and hard as a year uh, of a year as what it was, it also had this really Uh, I don't know, impactful byproduct that I wouldn't trade of just kind of a renewed inspiration for why we do what we do. And the recognition that we are absolutely um, in need of this world is in need of more inspiration. And the more that we can connect people to the truth of scripture, the inspiration um, in scripture, the wonder that's in God's word, then we are doing what we're called to do. Katie, that's awesome. And just the purpose, uh, which to me is very clear with the all the presentations that I've seen, uh, presents the gospel of Jesus Christ um, at the, well, really all throughout the, the entire presentation because it's God's word, uh, but very clearly at the end uh, too, where um, the audience is invited, you know, into that, that personal relationship with Christ. Um, so I love that, you know, just encouraging, uh, you know, others to be dedicated and wise stewards of God's given talents and resources. Um, and the gospel is very clear. Well, on average, uh, Katie, how many productions a year does Sight and Sound uh, Theater present? And are there uh, any of the productions that are brought back or are done year after year? So we, on average, uh, here in Lancaster, do about 430 shows a year, and just under that in Branson, um, we are not bored, (laughs) and uh, thankfully in uh, non, actually we were celebrating today because in Branson, uh, we had our first sold out show in over a year and four months or whatever it has been, and so we are throwing confetti today, it's a big deal. Um, And we are just super excited to see the tourism industry coming back. But um, yes, to answer your question, 
So Lancaster, Pennsylvania is where our headquarters are, where our first location was and where our production teams are. So all of our shows are built and produced here. They're designed, written, uh, constructed, but everything is built and designed with the intention of moving to Branson. So it takes 55 tractor trailer trucks after a show has premiered here on stage in Lancaster to be packed up and ship across the country um, for the most part to get our shows on stage in Branson. And then after they've been on Branson, they take a couple of years of rest and then they come back here to Lancaster um, and kind of start the cycle over again. So um, we are rotating shows in and out. It was actually part of what inspired us to have a second location was actually this recognition that we had all of these shows that were kind of like just sitting off to the side and hey, why are we doing this? Like we should be utilizing them, you know, let's be wise stewards of what we have. And so um, so yeah, shows premiere here in Lancaster, they go out to Branson and then they eventually do come back to Lancaster and then back to Branson again. So it's fun to watch them. And, and every time it feels like a new show, you know, we're a creative company, so we never stop creating. We have to sometimes put boundaries on ourselves to stop. Um, but we, we are refreshing our shows constantly. Every time they go from one location to another, it's a brand new cast from what you would have experienced before. And so it's really fun to hear from guests that are like, I saw this show before, but it felt like an entirely new show to me. <laughs> um, so there's so many changes that happen yeah. between the two and very frequently. Yeah, Katie, tell, tell the audience uh, and me a little bit about the cast because every time that I see one of the, the shows, I'm just absolutely amazed at the cast. And you know, I've been to yeah. Broadway shows. I've been to many Broadway shows in New York City and other places, but to me, uh, you know, the, the quality uh, of the actors and actresses and just the, uh, the, the, their amazing abilities uh, is equal to or I think maybe even surpasses that of a Broadway show. So uh, where do you guys get your, your, um, your actors and actresses from? From all over. We hold auditions at our two locations. We hold auditions in New York. Um, we hold our auditions that we attend many of the theater conferences throughout the nation. Um, and it's fun to see who the Lord brings across our path. We have, um, I think, in cast members right now from I don't, dozens and dozens of states. I forget. We counted one time and it was like almost half the states in the United States were represented in our two casts. Um, so it's really fun to um, have these people come and bring their incredibly high level of talent talent um, and use it for just such a high calling and high purpose. Um, we have many cast members who have actually been here for years and years and years. We have one of our uh, several cast members here in Lancaster actually have been here for more than 25 years. But then we also have a group that, you know, it, they're going back and forth between the two locations or moving on to other things and coming back. So it's fun to always see a show truly start to come to life when that casting is in place and these remarkably talented people come and put their um, own character and heart and talent into these uh, characters that are just um, larger than life in many ways and not always easy to portray on stage. It's it's a little hard to be Jesus on stage yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Peter or any of the others. Yeah. So it's, but they do a fantastic job to your point. And it's not just the cast too. You know, we have 700 employees here that are doing everything from producing and writing shows to constructing shows um, in our administrative teams and uh, guest services and show operations that just are incredibly remarkably talented people and not just talented, but just wonderful and um, love serving the Lord and serving each other and what they do every day. So yeah. it's, we have a lot of fun and the, where else can you go? Like we joke about this all the time, but it's not a joke, like sitting here in the office and all of a sudden like a goat will walk by. <laughs> what are you doing? Taking the goats for a walk? Like what's happening? Uh, it's just, it is truly a part of our daily existence. Uh -huh. So my, the animal barns are actually like 
five doors down and out the door uh, from my offices. And so we can, you know, go out and have goat therapy time in the afternoon <laughs> if you really need a break. <laughs> I've never pictured goats as therapeutic, but uh, you guys, you guys have a, an amazing array of animals. And actually that's been, you know, we, we, uh, American Christian tours brings a lot of groups and kids to the, to the theater. And that's, that's been one uh, with the feedback. That's been one of their favorite things. It's just been the amazing uh, coordination of the animals into, into the stories. Um, yeah. Well, some of what uh, I would consider uh, unique features of sight and sound um, among many uh, would be the the three sided stage in the use of those live yeah. animals, um, the use of technology and your amazing cast that you just talked about. Uh, but can you elaborate um, on maybe so the just the, the the details and the intricacy uh, that goes into the stage uh, because I've been amazed at that and especially this last play uh, Esther Queen Esther <laughs> was amazing to yeah. me um, but uh, what 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 goes into the the stage yeah, so it is a 300-foot wraparound stage. Um, we Most of our set pieces are 40 feet high. We have a cast of 50. Um, most of our shows have anywhere from 40 to 80 animals in them, depending on the show. And a lot of them run freely. So they're running up and down the aisles and across the stage um, by themselves, trained, of course. Actually, they, we always say like the animals are some of the most consistent aspects of the show. Like They know where they're going, and they know that their treat is on the other side of that stage, and they go, and they it's, it's just awesome. Like They do such a great job. Um, but beyond the animals and the cast and the stage and the sets and all of those things, um, you know, we love, like I said this earlier, we are a creative organization. And I think the moment that we stop, um, you know, tinkering, like when there is our creative teams, there is nothing that they love more than a, do you think we could? And it's a, I don't know, but we'll try, you know? And so these Bible stories, you know, we cannot take credit for them. They have been around for thousands of years and been changing people's lives. We do get the opportunity to tell them in this big, spectacular, beautiful way. And it's so much fun. And, you know, we could not write better scripting. Like the Bible in and of itself is the master script. Like whether it is Red Seas parting or Jonah swallowed by a whale or a temple collapse in Samson, all all of these shows have these signature moments that are just jaw dropping. And there is nothing that is more energizing to our teams than the challenge of figuring out how we're going to do that. We're in the middle of producing our brand new show, David right now. And there's just so many moments woven throughout that show, like whether it's David and Goliath or all of the battles with the Philistines and um, so much of David's life that just is you know, this unique challenge of how are we going to do this? Like, how are we going to create an entire army on stage with only 50 people? All of a sudden 50 doesn't sound like a lot when you need an army of 300. And so our media team is just doing some amazing stuff right now uh, in preparation for use of the LED screen. And it's fun to watch it all come together in this one experience. And our hope is that no matter what we do, um, that whether it's, you know, new technology, new animals, new casting, new staging, whatever it is, it really is still all pointing back towards the story and the message. Like that's why we do what we do. And so we don't use technology for the sake of using technology. We use it to bring these stories and these messages to life in a way that hopefully inspires people. Yeah. And that was so apparent, uh, Katie. I've, again, I've seen uh, Queen Esther three times this year. Um, and I, I think I, every time I, I leave, I, I say, you know, I could see this again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Um, so it's just been such a joy and a powerful uh, presentation of God as the grand architect 
um, in our lives and how that translates to our lives too. We may not be that Queen Esther, but uh, it certainly yeah. is a, a powerful realization that, that God is the architect of every detail of our lives too. Um, but you're, you're obviously showing Queen Esther in, in uh, Lancaster County right now. And I think that that's going to go on for next year too, right? It's through the end of this year. And then David premieres next March. So March of 22, David will be on stage. Okay. So, so you only got a little bit of time to see Queen Esther yet. <laughs> okay. So people have until the end of this year to see Queen Esther. Yeah. Okay. End of December. Well, uh, speaking of, of that, and this makes me think, Katie, how, maybe you can share with our audience a little, just a little bit on average, how long it takes your team to produce a new show for theater. Yeah, it takes on average three and a half to four years. So what's really crazy right now is that David will be premiering in 2022. And then we will be premiering another new show, which we haven't shared yet. It's under, it's behind the curtain. It's under wraps right now, Um, but that'll be premiering in 2024. And by the end of uh, by the middle of next year, we will need to have our uh, show for 2026 decided and the writing and producing of that kicked off. So we are working on average three and a half to four years out. And it is, um, we have different directors and writers and producers that are kind of on each show. And it is very much like a very complex and creative uh, assembly line. If you, I mean, it's not, but it is in that our show, you know, our team is writing and producing one show and then it gets kicked to design and then that gets kicked to construction and then it's on stage. And so once it gets beyond what the first, you know, part of the process is, then that team automatically turns and starts working on the next one. And so we're able to be producing these shows um, in about three and a half to four years. That, that's incredible. Um, it truly is. In, in this, your, your shows are, are, are Bible stories and it's God's word brought to life, um, brought to the stage through drama. Um, and what a powerful uh, medium that is uh, to convey the gospel. And you recently brought Jesus to stage. Um, what were some of the challenges? I mean, you kind of touched on that earlier a little bit, but what were, what were some of the challenges of bringing the character of Jesus to live theater? Yeah. Um, One of the, you know, it's the greatest story ever told. It truly is. And for us, it became very quickly the greatest rescue story ever told. Um, We did not want to do a traditional chronological retelling of Christ's life from birth to death and resurrection. Like we wanted there to be a depth of character. And I think um, one of the things, my, my favorite thing about that show, I'll put it this way, is that I feel like our production team did a fantastic job. Um, being able to truly reveal the humanity of Christ. Like, yes, he was absolutely God in human flesh, but he was human. And I think sometimes we really do forget that, that he had feelings just like we have feelings. He laughed, he had friends, he had, he was hurt, he was betrayed, he was angry. Um, And so just some of my favorite parts in that show are the unexpected moments where you see him just joking with the disciples and you realize that they really were their own band of brothers. You know, he was traveling with these 12 guys. They had to have formed such deep relationships and had fun in the process. You know, he, he wasn't somber, like he, Jesus had a personality. And so to see some of that come to life and just um, remembering that he, he was fully human when he was here as well. And he had his favorite foods and he had, you know, all the same things that we experienced was just a really cool way, I think, of telling that story. Um, But also at the same time, I think one of the biggest challenges was, is 
Jesus is the one character that sight and sound portrays that we can have a personal relationship with. You know, every other character is someone you read about in the Bible, and maybe we want to model some of our lives after them, but they're not someone that you're praying to or talking to on a regular basis. And so wanting to make the character of Jesus um, portrayed in a way that no matter what your experience has been, been and no matter where you are on your journey of faith, that it's um, his character was approachable and relatable um, was something that our team worked really hard and it was not easy to accomplish, but I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah. And I have not seen that one personally myself yet, but I am definitely going to uh, before it leaves the stage. Well, over the years, uh, a lot of our groups have incorporated Broadway shows into their uh, New York City excursions as we head north. Um, something amazing about live theater done well uh, that reaches people on so many different levels. Um, and over the past mm-hmm. few years, we've noticed that uh, more of our clients, uh, more of our schools and groups are drawn to sight and sound theater as an option um, uh, in place of the Broadway theater shows in New York. Um, after they visited sight and sound, a lot of them have loved the experience so much that they're permanently sticking with uh, and scheduling <laughs> uh, in the future uh, sight and sound production. Production. Uh, Katie, does this surprise you at all? I mean, I will put it this way. We love being a part of the broader theater community, and we would never want that to be anything other than what it is. We learn from each other. We support each other. Um, yeah. It's an honor and a gift. And I think that it is indicative. Like We've seen such a shift, honestly, across faith-based entertainment as a whole mm-hmm. over the last several years. And I think for us, that just continues to be a reminder that the world is sorely in need of inspiration yeah. and of hope and of truth and of peace and, and an opportunity to, um, you know, get away from the political chaotic society that's happening around us right now and have the opportunity to be still and to be inspired. And so for us, that's a reflection of the broader, the broader shift that we are continuing to watch in faith-based entertainment as a whole, in a whole, as a whole, actually. Yeah. And, and Katie, um, yeah, and I've I said this previously, but just the at the end of each um, production, uh, there is uh, really a, you know a, somebody comes out and, and invites uh, the audience into you know that that personal relationship and the understanding of who Jesus Christ is, and you know we all appreciate the wonderful show and the hard work that goes into uh, the shows and the a well delivered performance. Um, but American Christian Tours has always appreciated your altar call, and especially me at the end of each performance. Um, do you have any stories, um, maybe just a quick story of someone who th- that was really impacted or um, somebody that was impacted in maybe uh, just an unusual way? Um, Sure. Yeah. One of my favorite ones from last year was actually like right after we reopened um, was a woman who came and afterwards she shared with us that she um, had just not too long before a year or two before had come out of an incredibly um, difficult, abusive situation and had been going to counseling and she'd gotten saved in that process. And one of the things that she was really wrestling with was why God would allow such horrible things to happen in her life. And when she was watching Queen Esther, she said she sat there and wept through almost the entire second act, just recognizing that if God could use Esther, who was taken away from her family and had endured so many challenges, um, then maybe 
he could turn around her terrible situation and use it for um, positive things as well. And so she really felt like the Lord spoke to her in the middle of the show that she was supposed to go back to school and become a counselor and be able to turn around and help women who had come through similar experiences from, from her. And she really feels like the story of Esther and being connected to that and seeing how Esther um, turned her own story around to use it for something so much bigger than her. And so she came forward and asked for prayer. She's like, this is what I'm feeling stirring in our heart. And we've actually heard from her since she's on her journey um, towards being able to use that for such a bigger thing. And that's why we do what we do. You know, it's so much bigger than us. That's the, that is totally the Lord right there and his story and his message. And we um, get the opportunity to hopefully connect people to scripture, but he's the one really doing the work. And we hope that at the end of the show, um, you know, not doing a traditional curtain call for us is about allowing the space for people to have that moment with the Lord and be able to connect to the story that they just experienced. Yeah, Katie, that is that is incredible, and I can speak firsthand. Uh, many of the adults on my trip uh, have left the theater uh, not with a dry eye, um, so you don't always know all the details, but you know that uh, that that God's word has penetrated their hearts through the performances that are given. Well, many many of our groups, uh, Katie, um, are middle school and high school age, uh, and there's there's always there are always some. In fact, I think probably more than some, but many interested in a career possibly in in performing yeah. arts um, after especially after they see your uh, the, the stories live on stage of God's word uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the sight and sound uh, conservatory yeah of course so the conservatory um, is based here in Lancaster and it is a two-year program for the performing arts um, it's a fantastic and very well-rounded and thorough program so there are classes um, everything from singing for the stage and uh, you know theater history and um, speech and voice lessons and dance lessons and a lot of what you would expect and then we couldn't help but put our sight and sound flair on it so there is theatrical horsemanship mm-hmm. where the students get a chance to actually learn uh, horse riding with the intentionality of riding on the stage. It's a little bit different than, you know, your typical Western riding experiences. And we have um, a fight class on a regular basis. So they're learning how to use swords and different types of medieval type weapons as they are and how to move their bodies. You know, it's a very active course. And then the best part about it is that these students, um, you know, 17, 18 years old, a lot of our instructors are actually our professional cast members that have theater degrees. And so these students are then turning around and actually acting on stage beside their professors and these professional actors. And so they're able to take the things that they are learning daily in their classes and actually put it into practice on stage. And it is just one of the best ways, I think anyway, for the performing arts and being what it is. It's not a textbook. You know, you you can't read a book about being in the performing arts and go do it. It is an active learning experience. And it is just, it's been such a really great and rewarding um, experience for us to be able to invest in these next generation of performers and see so many of them end up on our stages, even if they leave and go do something else and eventually come back. Right now, I think we have eight to 10 um, of our cast members in both locations actually are previous conservatory students. And so it's just so fun to watch them grow and learn and grow in their craft and maybe go get some other experience and then eventually come back or or get hired afterwards. But it has been um, a joy for us and I think a joy for them too. That is that is so amazing. And as I think of uh, you know just the kids' stories, you know, and I always uh, encourage uh, and, and tell my my groups when we're on tour that they're that God is writing their stories, uh, that their mm-hmm. stories are a part of His story, God's ultimate story. 
And I think that, uh, yeah, when they look at all the hard work that goes into the, you know, the production and the, the present into the presentations, I think that is kind of, a, it's, it's, uh, it's challenging. Um, but it also really piques their interest. I think that the, that this is a medium, uh, that God uses for his glory. Katie is, uh, well, actually I've got one question that I thought of because I've been to uh, a number of of the place. And, uh, each time I go, I have to, uh, get the, the almonds there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that has become one of my favorites. So uh-huh. is there, is there any story to that? Uh, you know, why, why the almonds? Um, no, this is literally no other reason. I wish we had some really great story, but my grandfather went somewhere and had something similar and loved them and came home and said, we have to figure out how to make these and sell them in our lobby. It was that simple. He went to our, um, concessions manager at the time and said, I just had something called like cinnamon roasted nuts somewhere. And they were so good. Can you figure out how, if we can make them and sell them here? I think it'd be great. And it was honestly very early in our um, you know, back in, I think like the late nineties or something like that, that we, we added that to our experience. And it was funny. It was one of those things. It was just like a whim of an idea. And now I think our, our guests couldn't imagine a sight and sound without them. We hear about it all the time. Yeah. So it has become a signature part of the experience for sure. Yeah, and it has been for me. And I just, I think not only the taste, but the smell, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. when you walk in, it's like, Oh, this is a little, little slice of heaven. Uh-huh. Well, Katie, as as we wrap up here, I know that uh, you're you're really busy and you've got lots going on. But as we wrap up here, what can you tell us about the beautiful sculpture outside the main entrance to the Sight and Sound Theater in in Lancaster County? Uh, is there any mm-hmm. story behind that? Um, it was designed by my grandfather. He, you know, loves the, um, we, well, we, I'll put it this way. We are um, sight and sounds. The ampersand is a really um, important part of our name. We are sight and sound. My grandparents always joked that they were the pedal and the brake. Um, we are a business and a ministry. We are spectacular, but we are also about the moments. And so the lion and the lamb and all that is encompassed in these stories is a big part of who we are. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Katie, thank you so much for joining me today, and uh, it's just been an absolute pleasure. And um, I, I could, th- I could probably think of a hundred more questions uh, to ask you, but again, I know your time <laughs> is limited. So, thank you for joining us today, Katie, and sharing a little bit of your heart and history of the Sight and Sound Theater. Oh, absolutely! Thank you so much. It was awesome to be with you, and we love to have you guys keep joining us. And we're so excited and grateful to have the tourism industry yeah. absolutely on its on its way to a comeback. It's a gift to us and a gift to the much broader community here and in Branson. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're welcome. And we feel the same way that is God uh, continues to allow us to honor Him with uh, with our travels. That uh, we'll continue to take take our students and adults to places like Sight and Sound Theater. So thank you so much, Katie. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. To our listeners, I want to thank you guys for joining us today. And as always, remember that your story that God is writing is a part of his story. And God put you here and now for such a time as this. And at American Christian Tours, we firmly believe that one person can make a difference. We believe that together we can make a big difference in our culture and our society as we follow God's hand of providence and his word. And we believe that inspiring people, both young and old, is important. And we believe that the past gives insight into the future. And we're passionate about providing tour programs that make a difference. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll look forward to another podcast coming up soon. 